This is exactly right. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? When? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Um, some, I go by uh, Christopher James Fairbanks, uh, but Chris Fairbanks professionally, because there's another Christopher Fairbanks in town and a Christopher Fairbank in England. Singular. Yeah, one. That's actually what my name used to be. I guess I don't know when Americans added the S. Ellis Island. That's where a lot of those mistakes happened. Yeah, a lot of S's were just thrown around willy nilly up there, or as they used to be called, willy nillies. Uh, you know why? Why a lot of snakes worked at Ellis Island. <laughs> <laughs> snakes with lisps. Lisps, and uh, they would have collars around their neck and a tie. That's and a little hat. I love the idea of a worm when it's raining. He's like, well, it's a perfect day for a walk, and he's got a little tie and a little hat. A he, formal worm? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a briefcase. I don't know how he carries it, but I just don't, have always thought. Because worms go out when it rains. They love it. And they they almost never go out otherwise. They are very, they're fiercely private people. Yeah, worms, it's hard to crack a worm. <laughs> but here's how you crack them. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that? Yeah, that was weird because that was a bodily <laughs> that you had no control over. That that was, I guess, that was my water going down a second time as I uh, Karen I took a gulp of it before we started. Dual tracheas. <laughs> you know what I did today at work? Our the bathrooms at work are right next to the the women's bathrooms are right next to the writing room, mm-hmm. and after I finished. Uh, what I wanted to do in the bathroom. I washed my hands. People want details. Okay, sat down. (laughs) Then pulled my pants down. Laughed. Oh, that mistake again. Um, (laughs) Right as I was about to leave, I was like throwing the paper towel away. And I felt, because I just sit there and drink coffee and Diet Coke all day in that room. Uh I ripped a huge belch. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, oh, I have to burp and I'm by myself. So I was like... It was like fucking, <laughs> it was the MGM level lion <laughs> belch. And then I walked back into the room and, and sat down and it was so quiet. I was like, oh, there's absolutely no way every didn't, everyone didn't hear me just do that. Oh, and then. But no, we don't. They were ashamed. They had shame in their eyes for you. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they would either. We don't all know each other that well. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like if it was you and I, you'd be like, Karen, we just heard you do that. That was a hell of a burp. Or something. We'd high-five. You know us. I mean, I would run down the, the line <laughs> of chairs. But um, it was that kind of thing where you... It's like starting a new school, that vibe. And yeah. so coming in and sitting down to a quiet room and then being like, oh, that was top volume. Did you want to just say, are you guys being quiet because of my burp? I yes, either I way, wanted, that lightened the mood. I, I wanted to make a joke about it. I wanted to look at the guy across from me and go, hey, did you hear that burp I just did? <laughs> and then I said, no, oh, I just have to sit with this discomfort. But what what just happened sounded like a burp, but muffled like it was happening inside your body, like there was another you inside you that was like burp and saw the opportunity while your mouth was open, but it came from deep down. There is another me inside me. She's very shy. Um, she reads and gets her stuff done on time. 
and I never let her out. I mean, that was just a little cry for help of her going, please. You got to get her out of there because if I learn anything from inner space, if she ends up in your heart. (gasps) She'll kill me. Well, you'll kill her. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, she can't live. Yeah, she can't go past the valve. There can only be one. There was, yeah, I think uh, there was some sort of urgency. What a what a ridiculous 80s movie premise. <laughs> they shrunk down a little man in a little vehicle, and he was going through Spaceship. Uh, Martin Short's bloodstream. That's right. And making him have all kinds of weird physical reactions. Yeah, if for some reason it, it would make him, uh, the reaction was... Shooting a vacuum at his at his mouth. That was what they did for the effects, is they would shoot a vacuum in Martin Short's mouth and his lips would get all huge. It's like they're just shooting a vacuum at him. They, the vacuum was off screen. Yes, yes, like the G-force yeah. uh, thing. Yes. But it would just happen while he's at dinner impersonating someone else, and then they're <laughs> like, oh, he's losing it. Why has he got vacuum mouth? There was a serious um, Mrs. Ryan. Doubtfire feel to that movie where he was trying to pretend he was someone he wasn't. Yeah. But he also had Dennis Quaid inside of him. Yeah, getting him, giving him almost confidence that at times was like a superpower. But then, for a while, after he kissed Meg Ryan, memory made time with uh, Dennis Quaid's girl. That's right. That's right. Through the saliva, ended up in her. Oh. But even though... Quaid wasn't in him anymore. He was still kicking ass, beating people up and stuff. And then when it re-entered, oh, sorry, I left you for a while. He's like, I was doing all that on my own? Made him a better person. That's when his confidence grew. Mm-hmm. And he realized he had it inside him all along. Yeah. And then remember when it ended with that huge burp? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, <laughs> the best way to end a movie. I remember seeing Inner Space in the theater laughing like crazy Mm -hmm. and i was at that age where meg ryan was like our homecoming queen she was in every movie and she was the most beautiful woman in the world and everyone loved her everyone she was like your best friend she Mm -hmm. was what everyone wanted to look like Mm -hmm. she had a sweater i wanted to buy it when the movie was over we all wanted to have what she's having (laughs) we just did she she had it, all. and then she had some. Like, the, I mean, the rumor. I hate to gossip about Hollywood, but she had some, uh, some, some surgery mishaps in on her face. Hey, look, everyone in her class of women from Hollywood, like, there's a couple uh, upcoming TV shows we watch trailers for. First of all, you can't fight time, can't Mm-mm. not age. Secondly, if you get fillers around your mouth, yeah. it's gonna fuck your face up. When when inevitably everything you don't get filled falls into a crevice around it. Yeah, then you have these weird solid lip inserts. Yes. That are just uh, dangling on their own accord. And yeah. you look like uh, someone beat you in the face with a shovel and you got out of the hospital four days prior and put on some lip gloss. That's happened a few times with where out of fear and getting scared about getting older... A few actresses I can think of did had work done maybe back before they were good at it, and then ended their careers. That's right. Jennifer Grey. Some other people. Jennifer Grey, I feel like her work was good, but it changed. She made the mistake. No one wanted to see her with a plain old nose. No. Her great feature was she was a girl who was gorgeous and had that nose. Right. And she basically said to America, hey, everybody that looks like me that was stoked when you saw me, and Dirty Dancing, go fuck yourself. Did you know my mom got a nose job? No. In Missoula, Montana? No. In the early 90s? Not the best market for nose work. And also, it was the same thing with my mom. Very pretty, but she didn't like her uh, Barbara Streisand nose, she called it. She thought it was too big. She didn't like, there was like a bump on it. So some guy took it. I remember it, her recovering for well over a year. <laughs> She just had black eyes and like it was like a year. He really didn't do an efficient job. That's not good. No, and then afterwards, it pretty much looked the same to everyone, and no one noticed. She's like, "Good, I didn't want anyone." I'm like, "Yes, of course you did. Why would you? You don't want anyone to notice, but you want it to be different." How was she in her forties? She was, yeah. 
It is okay when that mom... and a belly button ring. Pierced oh her no! Navel. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Started running. <laughs> no stop. Navel ring. Navel ring stuff. Half marathons. <laughs> I thought it was cool. I remember thinking it was cool. Well, it's like wow, she... she's gonna grow up. I'm gonna grow up, and she's gonna let me have tattoos. I thought. I mean, it's it's her way of saying I'm still in the game, mm-hmm. which I respect. Oh, she was in the game. Bold. If but we're, if we're talking about her fucking men, yeah, we are. <laughs> she was that's deep. the game. She that was is deep in the game. That's why I prefer Oops, to call it I the wa- game. Did I walk in on this again? <laughs> Hope I didn't ruin the mood. I came to get some homework. <laughs> nice. Uh, I live here too. Nice penis guy <laughs> that no. lived in. There's a guy that lived in his van. He had one ear. Dale, I think his name was. What happened to the other ear? I don't know. The other ear stayed the same. Oh, sorry. The, the missing one. I don't know where, <laughs> where it ever, He lost his ear. What happened to the other ear? Oh, it stayed on his head, of course. Don't worry about that ear. <laughs> Let's talk more about the missing one. Jeez, it's downtown. I don't know how he lost it. I assume in some sort of a Butte, Montana brawl. <laughs> but uh, I kind of, in retrospect, I like the guy. He had all these rock shirts and a van with a mural on the side. Oh, yeah. And he bought me some Bugle Boys once. He was nice. Uh, Bugle Boys are a popular pant. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of Bugles. <laughs> he bought me a bag of Bugles once. <laughs> I loved uh, him. I ate him in his van. He was a good... I could have been a new stepdad. What was that? Was Dale her boyfriend for a little while? Yeah, yeah. Off and on, he'd drive down from Butte. Oh. And uh, my friends would come over and, and look at Dale, and then they'd mock him uh, after... Dale was gone, and I was like, shut up, guys. You what? can't help what happened to Oh, they'd mock the ear being gone? His existing ear. Oh. oh, there's a few things. His hair was something to marvel. <laughs> uh, a little bit of a spiky flat top on top, and then sure. a bit of a mullet in back. You know what? He was I, a partying man. His name was Dale. That's the only haircut he could mm. have. <laughs> Dale. That's required for Dale's. Oh, Dale. He's Dale. A, if, if you're listening out there, Dale, I ain't mad at you. You're, you're a good man, Dale. You're a good man. You turn your life around with a, a AA. And if you're listening, Dale, how? Oh, that's right. You have one good ear. Yeah. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> that was awful. I'm talking to a real person. Maybe. He's, he's, or yeah, maybe not. Yeah. You're always just half listening, Dale. <laughs> I Oh, come on. <laughs> My mom, when she was in her late 40s, early 50s, I'm pretty sure I told you this already. Mm. Got permanent lip liner. Did I tell you this story? Wow. Um, so she got, that's, I've never heard, that's like a new thing. Yeah, it was. It tattoo was tattoo on your new. lips. Exactly. Basically. And so I think this is the thing is I think what we're talking about, they were just going through midlife crises mm-hmm. and, and it's that thing of like, I'm no longer attractive and I don't know what to do about right. it or, or I still want to be. Yeah. My mom's move was so strange though because she was so... I mean, she was happily married, and mm-hmm. she was very much like a, you know, I don't know, my hand's on my hip right now. She's yeah, yeah. like one of those kind of women. Mrs. Garrett. <laughs> well, no, she... <laughs> you just, I don't know. She just, was empowered. She okay. was very, um, you know, self-possessed sure. and self-actualized. Sure. So she came home one day with a hot pink line around her lips and we don't. She went hot pink. She went well. I think that was so. I think what happened is her hairdresser convinced her to do it, mm-hmm. and maybe her hairdresser got her license to do it. Right. And so I need to practice on some human lips. That's right. And it was like, well, what color lipstick do you normally wear? A rust color. Okay, then let me get my hot pink. Oh no. Tattoo line. So it, it none of it made sense. It and I think Did maybe she have the, to cover it with real lipstick the rest of her life. Yeah, but it it ended up fading like within a year. Oh, really? But the weirdest part was this, and maybe this was the beginning. Now, we were still early. We were not nowhere near the Alzheimer's days. Yeah. But when my sister and I confronted her on it, which of course we did, because we were in, we're, we are very cruel hearted people. <laughs> sure, sure. And we can't let one thing go by. Mm, yes. When we in tandem attacked her <laughs> with what the fuck is on your mouth. She denied it outright that she had done anything. (laughs) 
which was it would be like if I turned around right There's now, bandages, took a sharpie, <laughs> went like this about the with the lip Karen, shape. Why did you put sharpie all over your face? What are you talking about? I would never put sharpie. On I kind of I watched you do it. You picked up a marker. I I didn't do it. Huh. Yeah. Okay. But, but I'm your mom. <laughs> I'm your mom and I'm uh, supposed to be totally sane. It so was very unnerving. Let's redo the skit and I'll call you mom instead of Karen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good, good, good. <clears throat> wow. Well, it saves time. Oh, we're not going to do the skit. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I was turning away to mother, get into character. Mother. Yes? <laughs> wow. How did you know that's how my mother sounded? Yeah, I've done some research. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why, yeah. She's the bank uh, the bank manager and from I Love Lucy. <laughs> I, Mrs. Ricardo. Well, I like, it sounded like a Ted Knight mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Always I, a big fan of Ted Knight. Anyway, why'd you put marker on your mouth, mom? <laughs> Didn't do it. Still doing the skit. <laughs> we go in and we go out. That's how they do it these days. Mm-hmm. It's called mm-hmm. a herald. Mm-hmm. It's uh, from the School of Sharna Halpern, made popular by <laughs> Del Close, a book uh, you can get out there called The Truth in Comedy, because uh, people don't just say it's funny because it's true. For no reason, it's because it's true. It's because it's in this book. That phrase is true, and the, the reasoning behind it is true in comedy. That is true. It's funny. I don't have, I noticed that working with April this past week, I she tells a lot of real stories, and and the audience was kind of in that. Oh, we've gotten to know this person, and then when I do stand up, <laughs> you don't get anywhere near knowing who I am at all. <laughs> and it's kind of was I was confronted by it. I'm like, I think that I probably could talk about myself at some point mm-hmm. and let people in. But what if it's not your style? Yeah. What if it's my yeah. I I've got this style, and sometimes I wish I could change it up. But you can't be like, you know, I'm missing part of my penis. I walked in on a dog, mat, you know, while they made up things, and then all of a sudden, here's a story about me in Denver once. Right? People but be I like, do, uh, pick a lane. I try. I know. I do make an announcement sometimes where I'm like, this is a real story. No part of it is made up. Everything I've said up till now is made up. Silly lies. <laughs> And it seems to work okay. So I'm doing fine. Listen, what I think we're talking about right now is the anxiety that you feel when you are watching the person that goes before you do good. And Mm. then you're like, what if I don't do this well? Mm. What are all the things I'm doing wrong based on what I'm looking at right now? That's what I'm thinking when I'm, while I'm doing stand up. During? What if I don't do well? I don't know, right now. At the end of this. (laughs) And then that's when I forget the end of the joke. Yeah, yeah. I do that to myself. It's such a head game, or I can make it one. Yes. I wonder how it would feel right now, mid-set, if I couldn't remember one of my jokes and there was a long pause. Oh, there. It's happening. <laughs> it just happened. And turns out it doesn't feel good. Thanks, brain. And then suddenly you see that one guy with his arms crossed, and oh, that's all you can see. That's all. I just look. I look in the audience, and I look for all the crossed arms, and I focus on those people, ignoring all the people having a good time. You know, well, I just not realized all of them. No, there's. A, I'm sure there's plenty. There's a good fraction of people enjoying me. I'm sure a large fraction. Yeah, it's a, you, but it's hard to see those people when 60, you've got the 40. arm, the arms crossed. Or they I, take up so much emotional space. I don't know why I need that crossed arm guy with a no sleeves and the hat that references farting to no. be on my side. I don't know why I need that. I hate him. I hate Dale. Um, no, no, not you, Dale. No, sorry, Dale. And again, Dale, I'm sorry about the very cheap joke I made about your missing ear. Yeah. I'm, I'm no better than any of Chris's childhood friends. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, they would go, is so-and-so over? And they would just cup their hand over the, an ear <laughs> to <laughs> signify that it's a missing ear. Ah, oh, um, friends. Can I tell you my favorite tweet that's based on... Or based in what we have been talking about, which is, I said, I thought my set was going well, and then I saw the blonde guy. Does that make sense? To wait, you? yeah, wait, say it again. I I feel like I was using my Dale here. Oh, <laughs> I thought my set was going well until I saw the blonde guy. It's always a fucking blonde guy oh, that yeah. I see that hates me. Oh, oh, it's always. And Aaron, I'm sorry. 
but it's always a blonde guy. Yeah, with me, it's like usually older women that go out together for, you know. Then they have some wine and they get mouthy. Yeah. Yeah. And they do not, like, I'm I'm no son of theirs. (laughs) There's kind of nothing I hate more as an active intersectional feminist. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if intersectional is good or bad. (laughs) I've just heard it online a lot. I'm a very active, (laughs) proactive feminist. But goddamn, you get four women in like Morona sweaters who have had too much wine and think they need to be talking during the comedy show. I've never hated women more. I know, and it's such a hard call because they're sometimes they're trying to have fun. You have to make sure first that they're not trying to have fun yes. and they're being mean spirited. Because when they have a lot of wine and they're talking, going, "Oh, they're talking to a lot." That happens a lot where they're just talking to you like it's conversation. They're having fun. Yes. And they think it's part of it. They like it. Yeah. They're having fun. It's not. They're de- the ones that I can't stand the ones that I was picturing. I actually enjoy. Here's the thing. If you get someone with a nice, as my dad likes to say, a nice heat on, mm-hmm. that can be the best because it's they. It's like playing with a kitten. They have no idea what's happening and they're setting you up perfectly. And you just kind of roll with what they do and comedy will happen, guaranteed. Yeah. If you've got like a mouthy, like... Uh, all all wine confidence, Mm -hmm. mouthy broad. Purple teeth, yeah. Who's coming at you and telling you how it is. Happened in San Francisco. Oh, that is. Friend of the owner or something. She somehow is friends with someone affiliated with the club. She's an expert. I was like, God, you're troublesome. (laughs) And then she hung out after the show because she knew everyone. It's like, oh, good. Yeah. Good. You didn't, you're someone that got in for free. Uh. So and that you think this is about you. Mm. You think this evening should be centered around you, the person who has earned nothing. The and, club and sacrificed nothing. The club in Bloomington didn't allow bachelorette parties. Nice. Yeah. That's genius. He said no, no, no group parties. That's something like at Cap City in Austin. They would they were like, Well, we're doing great tonight. We got three different bachelorette parties. Ugh. So it's packed in there. It's going to be great. At three at one time? They're just counting human. Like it's Yeah, they a, don't give a shit. It's just filling a void. Although I, did I ever tell you this story? Yeah, dueling bachelorette parties. No, it's a nightmare. Then you're just like a weird, I mean, then you then you might as well be like a, like a comedian at a sitcom taping. Oh. Just throw candy at them. Oh, they want to, take off your shirt. Yeah. They don't say that anymore. Uh, oh. That's okay. That's I don't want to take that's off That's an old shirt. heckle? Yeah, yeah. That's not for modern Chris? Well, I used to look great with my shirt off. Really? No, no. <laughs> I've always been the same. I've always had the exact same torso. I saw some little kid pictures of me, and I was sitting down. I'm like, I have the exact same body. <laughs> nothing got worse. Nothing got better. Well, that's lucky. Some hairs sprouted up. Yeah. I guess. You got a couple here and there. Yeah. The hip isn't the same. No, no. No, 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 no. no. Oh, I wish I had my kid hip. Oh, all small in the socket. <laughs> I actually have to say, though, one night I was lucky enough at the Washington, D.C. improv. I was middling for Margaret Cho, and Mike Birbiglia was actually our opener that was from, like, a hometown guy, uh-huh. which was crazy. He reminded me of it years later, and I was like, that was you? It was, wow. so, it was so weird. But there was a, a a bachelorette party that was right down in front. But I had the hotel room next to them. So I listened to them in my hotel room from like 4 o'clock on. I heard everything they said. They were out in the hallway drinking, yelling at one of their moms, doing all this stuff. So I just, when I got on stage, like they were, of course, a handful. Uh And then when I got on stage, I just started telling them about themselves. And they were freaking out. And I like weirdly like fake psychic style shut them down. And then I was like, because you're the girls from room 463. And they were like, oh. And like went crazy. And you wish you brought the flower dress, but <laughs> it's okay because you borrowed Gladys's, didn't you? How'd she you? know that? <laughs> and I, uh, I somehow got a hold of them. That sounds great. I wish I could eavesdrop on audiences before I perform for them. I know, right? That's kind of what, uh, what's his name did? John, oh, uh, it doesn't, he was like a clairvoyant. He had a show. Oh, for yes, a while. yes. John, John Edwards. Edwards. John That's Edwards. right. Yes, not yeah. the politician. 
<laughs> I'm sensing someone in here has a dad. There, I'm seeing a J name, a John, a, a dad. There's the word dad and the word John. I have a dad named John. Yes. It's actually Jim, but... Okay, your handwriting was weird on the form that you filled out before. The whoops! <laughs> your whoops! <laughs> I actually saw a show when I was in Chicago for my terrible short stint in Chicago five years ago. Um, we went to the Second City one night at their like main stage show. Yes, Del Close, Sharon Halpern stage. <laughs> they of were course, there. <laughs> the second city. But they were it was a great show with a great cast. It was amazing. I mean those people earn their spots. And the and the room is huge. I think it's like five hundred people. I yeah. mean it's crazy. Okay, so <clears throat> this guy comes out and he's doing I can't remember if he was like a TSA security guard. Uh he was dressed up as like something and I can't remember specifically what it was. But he went out into the crowd and he started telling everybody about themselves and so he was like it was one of my favorite things i've ever seen so he was just like um so you you totally like rick and this girl just screams at the top of her lungs he goes he goes i don't think you should like rick i think you should totally break up with him and he does this whole thing and then he looks over and he's like oh and you with the and then the person he's like doing this whole interview whatever and then at the end, so he does that to like five people in the yes. most hilarious way. And then he ends it with this speech about how all these people are worried about their um, their online privacy when they, in public they say more about themselves that if anybody's listening, they could get anything that they needed from them. And this, what happened was this guy sits in the audience before the show starts and eavesdrops on tables of people talking loudly, remembers what they talk about, and then just, like, throws it in their face during the show. And then admits it. Yes. Tells them, basically saying, don't be worried about cyber attacks. Don't be worried about internet security and your privacy. Keep your mouth shut. Because <laughs> I, know, I know where you live. Like, he does, it was <laughs> one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah, it was really, really funny and, and cool. And he was just a stand-up. He was a, or he's an improv guy. Improv guy. Wow. But, like, sketch, you know, that's the, yeah, yeah. those main stage shows. This was a all-sketch show. Wow. It was really awesome. That is, I mean, I, I want to do that. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, and also because when people are in, like, that, setting they talk so loud it drives yeah. me crazy but they talk so loud and they'll say i think if you start talking they're like i was just talking about that oh you were that guy sitting i guess no one pays attention no they don't wow that's amazing yeah speaking of imp i started in short form improv your freeze tag your let's get a Occupation and a location, you know. Montana improv? Meteorologist, Playboy Mansion. What? And you just You go. can't combine those two. Oh, what uh, would happen? One time I got a gay Irish weatherman. What happened? Give us oh, a I little... I nailed it. Taste. I nailed it. Give us a slice. And over here we have some yellow <laughs> clouds. I don't know. I just did something <laughs> like that. Ha! 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 Gay Irish weatherman. But someone yelled it, so I had to do it. It's like, I don't want to. You know, I think I, I, I know who yelled that. Colin Malloy. He's the lead singer of the Decemberists. Well, well, well. He used to live in town. You know, I do a little name dropping here and there. You know I do that on the podcast. You like to do that. Yeah. Like, because you do. You say you don't want to do Hollywood gossip, but we always end up doing it. I, I name drop. I dro at the drop of a hat, I drop a name. I mean, it feels good. I drop good. a hat. I put a name in the hat. Like you're gonna pick it out, and then I drop the hat. You just throw that thing on the floor, <laughs> pull the name out. It's the best. I uh, but the woman that started the improv group, she's a woman now. Back then, I guess we could call her a girl. I was a boy, but we started this improv group in Missoula. Yeah, in different bars, we would do shows every week. Wait, and made money. I made a living doing it. That's amazing. It's more consistent than now. <laughs> I bet. But she lives in Cape Town, South Africa now. And teaches improv, and they're doing an improv festival, and she asked me to go. But I, but T to I South said, Africa, would my flight get covered? And but they can't cover the flight, so I don't know if I. It oh, would be that, interesting to go. It would cost you like three grand or something, wouldn't it? I looked today; it was about a thousand. That's too much money. Yeah, I don't know if I can afford to do that. And I told her I don't really do improv anymore. 
And that's where Chappie is. So you don't want to get involved. In I don't. South yeah. Africa. What are they called? Das. Da, what that they that Chappie movie? I had okay hopes for it. I like the other thing they made. Me too. With District the Nine. Yeah, it was great. That's amazing. These guys they made this under budget movie because they're 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 both like special effects wizards. Yeah. And then they acted in it and wrote. They just made it themselves, I guess, in front of a green screen. But that second movie, Chappie, with that who's that group? The they look like skinhead. Jo- Diane Ward. Diane Ward. No, bueno to their acting. Do you know that <laughs> they? Were, <laughs> I didn't see Chappie, but I like oh. to reference it because you know it's a funny word. It was but difficult to watch. Rough at stuff. Times. Yes, just the comedy of it and their act. That and Diane Ward. Yeah. Diane Ward was on Letterman one night. The, an episode I was watching, and when they were done singing their very heavy, like EDM kind of like scary, weird techno song, yeah, the audience burst out laughing. Oh wow! Like because it was like I really like you. Oh, the, like the yeah. chorus was her talking like a tiny elf, and when the, when it finally was like, <laughs> the audience was like, <laughs> and what did they do? They just they like, just kind of stood there, and then there was like you know a smattering of applause. It was. It made me laugh so hard. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. I don't get that. I I think I saw a video and I thought that maybe they were just doing characters or unknown, uh, poor, trashy folks. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I kind of like them. Yes. You know, on YouTube or something. But the fact that they became celebrities. I mean. I didn't. Uh, I think Hollywood always, if you are a woman who's like five feet tall and looks like you could right now, without any special effects makeup, play an elf, Yeah, Hollywood is going to rally around you in yeah. every way they possibly can. We're looking for a dark crystal type. Yes, always. <laughs> with th- That's willing to do nude. Just kind of a, a short, naked, labyrinth girl. <laughs> with, with no irises or pupils separate like maybe just one big color would be great yeah just black corneas and short bangs and kind of like a female uh, david bowie yeah kind of like flared nostrils permanently flared nostrils would be good Mm -hmm. and uh of course big rabbit teeth oh god 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 gotta have those nice carrot chompers yeah (laughs) (laughs) the two long front ones i think that's really that's really where I fall down in the beauty department is I have these short, very shortened Irish teeth. And if these two front ones are just like just a half an inch longer. Does, do people want long front tooth front teeth? Yeah. What does long in the tooth mean, that phrase? Old. Yes, but what is, what is it? There's got to be a reason. I because think. your teeth grow as you grow old. It's like your teeth are growing out of your head. So it's like saying you your teeth have come out as far as they possibly can. My teeth continue to grow like my ears? Well, no, no I mean, they're like, so your baby teeth, when they go, there's right. a tooth waiting up there and oh, it okay. slowly comes out. And it's like as if, and maybe this was like old wives tale style. Sure. As if. There's a whole bunch of tooth, and it just comes out like that. It maybe was the thought behind it. It's kind of a horrifying thought that I don't enjoy. Want to hear another one? Yeah. Babies. Oh, God. Have all these teeth stacked up uh-huh. behind, like, uh, almost like a plate. And that's why it's very hard, actually. I mean, obviously, babies are very fragile. Multiple precious. rows of teeth? Like so, a shark. Yes. So their baby teeth come out and then your little teeth and whatever. But they have like these uh, – you have to see a picture of it someone showed me. It's not like 10 or whatever. But it's like their teeth are stacked up in their face so that if anything hits them in the face, it won't hurt them. Like it won't get to the brain. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So does that mean these other – like if their baby tooth falls out, is there a second baby tooth sometimes? Is that a thing that happens? I don't think – so I someone you have to see the picture of it because maybe they stack in a way where like these ones are up here but then they go back there or I don't I'm not sure they just turn to your skull. <laughs> it's I might be lying. No, but, I think I think you're right. I think I've seen in like a in a health illustration multiple stacked up teeth and then I closed the book and looked away because failed it's that so, class because yeah. I makes me horrified. Yes. Wait, let me see. Uh. Uh, uh, baby Google, teeth baby teeth stacking stacking here <laughs> we go now this is going to bring me to a terrifying Etsy yeah, page yeah you're going to go it's just going to be a scene <laughs> from 
uh, <laughs> human centipede. Stacked in face. <laughs> That'll fix it. <laughs> oh, no. You're going to... The worst thing ever is going to pop up. Baby a baby that fell face. off a bike. Oh, no. <laughs> You're going to see a horrible image. It's going to be like a tooth coming out the side of a cheek. If, if that's what you pull up, don't show it to me. Well, do show it to me. Oh, it's... I'm not, I don't have any Wi-Fi. I feel like that's happened before. I think that a, there's been in... Uh, stories about a baby losing a baby tooth and getting a second baby tooth. Not the permanent one, but just another baby tooth. Yeah. If it's early enough. I guess overall the the idea is Maybe that not. babies are engineered to be self-protected, basically. So mm-hmm. they have like, uh, you know, oh, there's all things comedy. What am I doing this for? Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Somebody look it up at home. Well, then that's the what's that soft spot on the head? That can't be for their own good. Well, uh, vulnerable. Maybe it is for their own good because if their head gets hit and the brain swells, there's a place for it to go. Oh, and it can wow. come right back down. And then eventually, I think that's called a pallet or something that that seals up. Mm-hmm. Oh. Maybe. Oh, it's amazing, this baby business. I held a baby at work um, the other day. How does that make you feel? um, I don't want... It's not, like, sad. Yeah. I just really... Babies are pretty cool. They're pretty cool. And my boss's baby is... She's a second girl. Mm. So she's the chillest baby of all time. Because all she's doing is trying to see where her sister is and what's going on. Like chill, mellow babies. Yeah. And she's just having a good time. And when you look at her, her eyes go kind of wide and she'll like wave at you. It's very cute. But she, um, you know Stephanie Escajeda. Sure, of course. It's her baby. She's married to my boss. Oh, I've I've slept on their couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goldie, (laughs) he's the best. Yeah, yeah. So this is their baby. This is their second daughter. And she is like, you put her right there. And it's like, it, it makes me feel like I've had nine babies of my own. Like That's, she's one of those kind of babies. Yeah, just, yeah. Just doing, she's doing her part. Because normally babies are all weird and make me feel like I don't know what I'm doing. Wormy. <laughs> babies are wormy. They're wormy and they love the rain. I know. I, and uh, it's, you know, a lot of times you don't want a baby on an airplane. But when a baby just grabs your finger and okay. all, their whole hand goes around your finger, that's pretty cool. I'd like a baby just for a little while. Yeah. Can I just have him for a few you afternoons? You can be a babysitter. That's what it's called. Sign up. I thought I was making up a job. Can I just watch it just for an afternoon? I just want to hang out with a baby. I wish there was some For kind. like $10 an hour. Yeah. Nothing I know. Crazy. I'm, just, I'm just blurting things that don't exist. But <laughs> And I'd like to sit while doing it. My thing is that I get bored... I still want to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So, like, there'll be, like, some really quality time. Like, this is how I used to hang out with my niece, Nora, where we'd be, like, playing a great game. Mm-hmm. We'd play Sorry seven mm-hmm. times in a row. And I'd be like, I don't, I need to look at my phone. And you just get up and leave the building. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to Starbucks for a yeah. while. <laughs> You're cool on that blanket, right? You just, do you want, do you need to be outside? Do you want to dig and stuff? What do you want to do? Eat dirt? Okay. <laughs> Get here's out a, there, buddy. It's my dog. It's used once, but here's a bone. <laughs> oh, give a baby. There's still some marrow in there for you to <laughs> get. Get at it, get baby. Get it, baby. <laughs> yeah, I like I, I like baby. I'm more interested in having a baby than at this point being a married person. Isn't that backwards? It is. What if a, that's a sitcom? What are you? I adopt a baby as a single dad. Mm-hmm. Stock broker. I don't. There. What do you say? You're going to be the stockbroker? It's like I'm pitching. I'm Sure. I'm a busy dad. And I'm, okay, what if it's a baby I see as being abused? No. No. And I kidnap the kid. I kidnap the kid to raise. No, it's a comedy. In the forest. Funny kid and I'm funny in it. We can't have kidnapping. I kidnap. Can't the, have abuse. I, it's, I, I'm getting the kid away from the bad parent. So everyone's on my side. Technically, it's kid. They don't even want to go to that side. Kid and I bond. I pay for his college. Then, when he's when he's twenty one, I bring him back to his original parents and say, "Look at what a good job I did." And <laughs> in your like, face. And he's wearing a suit, and he's like, "Hello, mother. Hello, father. I'm ready to be in your lives again. Goodbye, second dad." <laughs> and we shake hands. I'm gone. And the series is called Goodbye, Second Dad. Yes, because it starts at that moment. 
where you then have the life having already raised a child. That's where the show starts. Yeah. Uh, everything is in flashbacks. <laughs> the show starts with goodbye second, Dad. What could that possibly mean? Well, let me tell you, blurred edges, we go back. I'm on a bus. Lady a child's a getting slapped in the face. I t- I'm like, this ain't your baby. <laughs> I gotta do something about this. Here's <laughs> the thing. I like all of it, except you don't strike me as a stockbroker. I feel like those people are very intense. A- type A, I'm an artist. serious. I'm a welder artist. You're a New welder York, is with what a I like. $10,000 a month apartment, but I'm a struggling weld ar- welder artist. Yes. Scul- they- sculptor. Great. Yeah. Some of your art's in the apartment. Mm-hmm. I'm always wearing overalls. The baby has a great time. Yeah. It's like, you can do whatever you want. This guy lives like a kid. Who else is in this world? Do you have a mailman that you're friends with? There's a door guy. A door guy. Who sometimes babysits. But you kidnap this baby to be with it. Why do you, why do you need I a baby? I have art show. I have museum shows. I have things to do. Dates. I'm dating. Oh, nighttime. Yeah, nighttime. Got it, got it, got it. The doorman. But the doorman... So he gets off work and then starts babysitting, has two jobs? Yeah, but he loves it. He likes the kid, too. But you pay him. Mm, the door guy ends up being his third dad. <laughs> the door guy takes the baby away from you because you all you do is party. Yeah. The door guy <laughs> tries to find the original parents. Yeah. And then he falls in love with the kid. He starts raising him. Yes. Yeah. And it's, the, this show's called Hello, Third Dad. My Three Dads. We're going to include the abusive first dad? Three dads and a baby. Darn it. Three. Shoot. It's already a thing. All the baby ideas <gasps> are taken. Gutenberg! <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Listen, mm-hmm. I was very surly at the beginning of this podcast. I'm sorry. Before it started. Well, I think that I was being... Uh, I felt guilty because we were supposed to have Matt McCarthy on and I forgot to tell him so what funny. time it was. And he's such a good guest and I felt terrible. And It's okay. I don't. When I don't eat... I don't, the last time I ate was 12.30. It was a really long, it's a wide window, and I've realized that I, all of my emotional problems start around around 7.15. Karen, I'm the same way. I've been, I get grumpy when I don't eat. Yeah, it's not good. It's been a thing in my life. Yeah, me, mine too. And now, I got, I mean, not to talk shop, but this hip, I'm like, I find I'm short with people because my Did your hip, hip hurts? and leg hurt. Do you ever take like Advil or anything for that hip? Yeah, yeah, every day. Okay. Yeah. Oh. But it's getting to the point where Advil just won't cut it. Yeah. So I'm, I don't want to become one of these people that gets into Rush Limbaugh drugs. That's a downward spiral. Why not? I do want to become one of those people. <laughs> Give me pills that no one can tell what I'm doing. They yeah. just know I'm off. I'll get it fixed, and then I'll be less uh, grumpy. Well, yeah, I don't know what my solution is. But uh, when you get it fixed, you're going to get to be on Rush Limbaugh pills. You, you're justified. I had the Limbaugh pill, what, oxycodone. I had some of that when I got my tonsils out. I did not like how they don't make you, they don't get rid of pain necessarily because they'll sit there and I'm like, I'm still in pain. They make you not care, which is a weird, That's I don't like. very strange. Yeah, it's kind of like drug drugs, like heroin or something. I don't like the narcotic feel of, it's not killing the pain, it's making you uh, be in a state of mind where you don't really care about anything. And that, I don't like losing control that way. I remember taking the stuff, it made me feel a little better, but I was restless and almost panicked because I'm like, why, I don't, I'm not in reality, I don't like it. Yeah. But that's what booze does, and I think booze is pretty sweet. But but booze slips you in nice, and, mm. and you care. You maybe even care too much, but like... When you're in booze, you're still connected to yourself and yeah. your feelings. Yeah, yeah. Because that might, makes me think of the first time I took Xanax, and I have you taken Xanax? It's the same thing. Where all of a sudden I didn't care about anything at all, <clears throat> and it was the fucking weirdest. And I mean, I've lived my life as an absolute lunatic, hysteric most of the time. Mm-hmm who's just barely hanging on, to take a Xanax and have all that tape recorder in my head shut off uh-huh. and just, like, stand on a porch and stare. I, I remember part somewhere in my brain something went, don't ever do this again. Yeah. Like, you will be under a bridge so quickly. Yeah, I don't Yeah, I don't like that. I think it scares me. I don't like how it makes me feel. Well, and also we're supposed to have emotions. 
Like, we're supposed to have feelings. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good for you. It's what human beings are like. Yep. I just, when my blood sugar gets low, I get really bitchy. That's how, I'm I'm the same way. Man, I really am. Okay. Specifically with the hunger thing. Yes. I'm like, I have to eat now. Like, that's how I always, my dad said when I was a baby, I just... I ate so much, and I would be, I'd furiously just grab at food and shove it in my <laughs> mouth, and then I was happy. That's always how I've been. I think that's always how I've been, I didn't ever have an eating problem or anything. I think I, as a kid, I, I've always eaten like someone's going to take it away at any minute. I have my arm curled around the plate, and I'm hunched over, and uh, I mumble, and my brow is furrowed. <laughs> it's very hard to eat. The date on a date, that's a bad idea to eat with me. I just look like it angry caveman you don't uh, become self-conscious and like straighten up and Mm-mm. i was just thinking about the first date that i went on after my divorce mm-hmm. was such a goddamn mistake spaghetti <laughs> i got i ordered two plates of spaghetti <laughs> no i was so nervous and self-conscious and i had no i was not ready mm-hmm. in any way but somebody asked me who I really liked. And so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I have to do this. I have to start doing this again. It was, I was out of my mind. I was laughing about it driving to work this morning. Yeah. Because there's a shirt. At the time, I'd grown out of it. I'd gained so much weight that I'd grown out of it. And I remember putting it on to go on this date and just being like, this is a mistake. <laughs> like, don't wear this shirt. Don't go on this date. I was so Why in a that bad place. Shirt? Was it your eating shirt? I it have was- an eating shirt. <laughs> No, I do too. But no, it was a. Uh, it had been my cute shirt, and I couldn't. It was. I was in denial of the fact that it was no longer my cute shirt, and it had horizontal stripes, which was bad. Like that's is for, that the bad stripe? That's for skinny girls. Yeah. So I was on the date, and it was like anything this guy said. I was like, I don't like that. <laughs> Every single thing was like my cute. Like I thought it was kind of interesting and cute. Uh, was to just negate and like kind of make a face at everything. And I was just like thinking about that this morning. Like, I wonder if I should send that person a card. <laughs> oh, like, really? you really tried. And I'm that so- was, well, what must have that have been like? Like, what a goddamn monster. It's like being, it's like, it was like bad improv. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm his improv no. partner and I just have my arms crossed. And that's not where we're going to have our occupation. Good to see you, officer. I'm not a cop. No. Oh. Get away from my car. <laughs> We're in a theater. Ugh. It's so awful. That's uh, the best. I'm not sure why Sad. I told you that story. Oh, I guess it's just the... Well, who wears vertical stripes? <laughs> Basketball officials? Yes. That's why they always look so good. Yeah, they're all slim. People at the Foot Locker. Um... Who else? That's it. I mean, the same shirt. There is no one else that wears vertical stripes. Soccer players, like fans of soccer. I suppose rugby and soccer, sure. But that's it. Yeah, that's definitely it. Popcorn men, candy men. That's right. Cotton. The candy man. They can, can. wear <laughs> verticals. The candy man can wear vertical stripes. <laughs> Who can wear some straight stripes? stripes. Sprinkle them with goo. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> no. <laughs> Meet up with them in my van. It's room enough for two. The candy man can molest you. <laughs> oh, no. Why? I just like his shirt. <laughs> Why are we leaving to the outskirts of town? <laughs> Both hands out the window. <laughs> shirt. <laughs> oh, I like that. Mm. Do you know what you're going to do for our business class tonight? Oh, what? Um, Probably just do my jokes. No, I know. <laughs> Some quick one hitters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you do mean? No, I haven't hit I it. You <laughs> I don't think I have a serious blood sugar issue. I do. I do that to people. Um, you mean, I mean, do you know which jokes and then the order? Oh no, I never know. I can't do the same jokes I've been doing. No, I'm so sick of my material. I I get sick of it when I haven't done it for a while. But if I'm like times I've worked two weeks in a row saying the same, I. It's kind of find ways to make it fun. Yeah, I guess that's the key. Yeah, you have to. I remember when I first started doing stand-up, I'm like, oh, I'm never going to repeat myself. I can't believe these comics. I heard that guy say that last week. I didn't get it yet. Yeah. So I just would talk and make stuff up. Right. I tried to make a career of it, but I don't think I like it anymore. I (laughs) can't. 
It's so late now. The hour is late for us to change. I know to change the way I do things. Yeah. Yeah. And just a whole career change. It'd be nice to have a nice, like jokes told verbatim. They work every time. They're in an order that tells a story. But But I don't do that. Well, and also because that has nothing to do with you. That's not your style. That's not my style. You grab, you grab at food. I watched that, and I don't, I, at time, I don't, in my meetings with him, I haven't really enjoyed David Cross, the person, but I watched his new special, and it was so, it was mostly about gun control, and it was really good. Yeah. It's like, man. He's a great writer. He's real good. He's a great writer. He's a great. And he had some silly jokes in there. He, that's the thing. He knows exactly the balance, because he had this joke, the lot, I mean, I saw him probably six years ago, more. He did a set at Largo one night, and he goes, he was talking about how when the economy collapsed, so mm-hmm. it was 2007 or eight. Yeah. And he was like, there are millionaires that find out they lost everything and they kill themselves. Yeah. Cause, and he's like, why would you do that? Like, like you just can't imagine a life of not being a millionaire or a billionaire. Maybe yeah, he's like yeah. billionaires are killing themselves. And he goes, he just hold, like, pretends to hold up a square and then goes, this isn't very good butter. <laughs> and I've honestly been laughing about that joke for like six years straight. It's a great joke. It's so good. Yeah, he made me, I laughed hard. And the audience, it was nerd. They showed people leaving. There was, because he was yes. talking about Blue Lives Murder and stuff. He said a bunch of. Oh, shit. Yeah, he was, it, I mean, he was saying crazy stuff that it scared me so much to think about saying. So I was like, well, that's, I think that watching that made me think more about. My meaningless jokes. Yeah, but you don't... I, I do take a stance with circumcision. No one wants to. I do, during my act. I'm like, that's. I don't think it's good. I know, you really yeah. fight it. You almost rail against it. I'm not it. even a baby haver maker. That's right. It's the concept you don't like. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, I, you my, don't compare... My doctor signed my circumcision. There's a perfect S. Is that like true? Like a typewriter S. I don't know, there is an S. <laughs> There's an ass. I don't know if he signed it like Zorro. Doctor Steve, yeah. that asshole. <laughs> Tiny little brand. <laughs> Ow! You're mine now. <laughs> oh no, wait. That's the doctor's voice, not the baby's voice. Um, <laughs> you a baby can, doctor. You can. <laughs> the one doctor that shouldn't be doing <laughs> circumcision is a baby doctor. He can barely hold that rattle. <laughs> don't give him a scalpel. Here we go again. Don't bring it over here. <laughs> um. Your comedy doesn't compare to anybody else's. You can't compare yourself because you are com- so different than almost every comedian. Well, well, thanks. It's true. That's all right, I guess. Yeah, it is. Yeah. No, it's the best. There, are you kidding me? There's people, go to any open mic. Every single schlub that's standing up there is exactly like the one that got on before. You have, you have created an act that is you... But it is also presentational comedy performance. But sometimes, there. thank you, there's also a tone in it is that I'm ill-prepared or lacking confidence, <laughs> which in front of, on the road, or some, they, it doesn't work. They see that and they're like, oh, he doesn't even, he can't even pronounce some of these words. I know. I hate that so yeah. much. It's like, no, it's my thing. Right. Is, my YouTube comments on my Conan are just like, this guy messed up four times, and then someone's <laughs> going, he did it on purpose, idiot. It's like, you're an idiot. And then it goes racial, and then I stop reading. Never read Do YouTube not comments. read the YouTube comments. Please. I was, like, commenting back on some of them. No. It's like, oh, thanks a lot, guys. Oh, sorry, dude. Like, some of them would apologize. <laughs> I'm like, job well done. That was a good three hours, <laughs> two in the morning spent. That'll, that's that permanently it. seared into your brain. I gotta have the approval of strangers. It's so strange. But the but the place to get it is not the YouTube comments. Section. No, it is not. It is not. <laughs> Maybe a family meal with my family. There's people that I should want their approval. Ask your family to bring strangers to the next family meal. <laughs> that's how you're going to bridge that distance. Mm-hmm. Also tonight, where we're going to have a show, mm-hmm. and I don't care how many people show up. It's not but I mean, it doesn't matter <laughs> and if they show up and there's a guy I work with, Amos, who's great. And he came to our last one. And is it famous? <laughs> yes. He has oh, tiny he's cookies. Crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's going to show up. And he told me, he's like, we're going to come again. He, he brought his girlfriend last time. 
And uh, I said, please be as loud as you can. Because la- the last show, the audience was like pin drop silent. You were gone. Oh, they were so quiet. Weird. Yeah. I wonder why. Because they're coming again? Is that why you don't want to do your jokes? If one person... I don't think I did a set last time. There's times where you have two shows and someone sticks around. One person, and I'll d- try to do a whole new act just because of that one person. And it's not yeah. nearly as good because I did my good jokes. I was like, well, I don't want that person to hear anything they've heard before, so let me sabotage the whole concert. It's funny. I think that's leftover 90s, like mentality because i had the same thing we're repeating i would write the worst shit in the world but it was just because i couldn't repeat it was like and it's fun to say new stuff a mortal sin it, it is and it's fun to make up the, this concept that you have to say new stuff yeah. or you will be the worst right that's a good mentality i think for a comedian yeah because when i am in my i don't care and i'll do the same thing over and over it is deadly yeah. i hate it I can tell other people don't like it. There's no reason for me to be doing it. Because of the way you're doing it. I can tell she's not having fun. Yeah, not having fun. You're not connected. You're not actually trying to express anything. Like, they they can smell that, even if they don't know exactly what it is. It's not you. I don't hate you, the audience. I hate my words and that I'm saying them again. Don't get me wrong. This isn't about you. Stop holding up that mirror and maybe I'll stop attacking you, is what (laughs) I like to say. I actually did a set, though. Oh, the mirrors of you. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. Gotcha. I have to look at my own. <laughs> They're just holding it up. Mm. Uh, the Walsh, Matt, um, Matt and Chris, 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 and the Walsh brothers. Yes, Chris, and then his it's brothers. Chris's show. Yes. I, Matt Walsh is the actor that's on. Yes, Veep, yes, who is amazing, and I love. Yes, but um, it was Chris's show at the Steve Allen Theater, and I had all my jokes on a notebook, and then I just it was like there weren't that many people there, and. I was just like, what is the point of you even doing comedy if you're just going to read these same jokes off? What is the point? So then I didn't look at my book at all, and I was just rambling. (laughs) And at the end, even though it did feel kind of embarrassing and I didn't kill like I always have to or whatever, Mm -hmm. but at the end I was like, I'm glad that's what I did. Instead of doing well with things that are like, that's just like ringing the same bell over and over or something. I don't know. Sometimes it's fun to just take them and have it be topic based. I'm gonna have all. I'm gonna do all my jokes about food or whatever. Pull a real Gaffigan, <laughs> David Walsh. That's his brother. David. Yeah, he left town. So this Walsh brothers, and now there's just Chris. David like went with his home family. To Bo- yeah, Boston. took that. Ba- he had a baby, didn't he? He had a baby. Took the baby with him. He didn't leave it with someone like <laughs> me, who's an eligible part-time dad. <laughs> Just a welder looking for a baby. You're just looking for inspiration. Everything got a big about show coming up. Your your sitcom is suspicious and mm-hmm. seems legally dangerous. You're being a TV executive right now. Uh, no, I no. would say right now I'm being cons- a concerned Midwestern mother. Okay, okay, this feels dangerous. I'd say. Well, it's just it's riding that line, you know. Is is kidnapping always bad, right? <laughs> Here's an example of it being a good thing for a kid and a dad who, who get closer. Is child abuse always upsetting, or could we use Fine. it as a premise? He gets left on my porch by gypsies. <laughs> there we go. Are you happy? But then we leave the gypsies in, right? Because they're hot right now. Mm-hmm. Have you seen my big fat gypsy wedding? Diane Ward. Yeah, gypsies are the whole new thing. <laughs> are they gypsies? Is there a big fat gypsy wedding? Yeah. There is a show where I saw where they were like, it was surprising. I didn't know much. And Gypsy is a derogatory word. You're not supposed to say that, right? Is that true? It's like calling someone an Eskimo. Is that bad? A traveling group. It's a Gypsy. I think Gypsy. I think it's like a bad word. No. It is. They like to. It's in the name of this TV show. Well, they probably got got named by an executive. (laughs) Some racist. But it's so fun. It's bizarre how they get married early. They're always tanning and stuff. Yes. Isn't that part of it? Big, big earrings, big necklaces. They all look... All stolen. They... (laughs) Don't they steal everything? (laughs) Yeah. Well, like... (laughs) (laughs) These ones live in, like, Alabama or whatever. They have a house and kids and big SUVs. And money. They had money. Didn't they have a collection of money? They have... Gorgeous barbecues, yeah, and they're always having stolen. Di- no, <laughs> <laughs> they've stolen the money in the barbecue. What if we and the earrings? We're bu- we're gonna get strangled by gypsies. Gypsies are nah, gonna I come. I can hear get them us. coming. The jingling and jangling of their tooth necklace. <laughs> I can hear you coming, gypsy. 
you're thinking of you're thinking of a witch doctor. Oh, I saw the witch doctor, and this is what he said. <laughs> what did he say? Oh, wow. Yes, the whole thing. Oh, bing. The whole. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'm confusing gypsy, a voodoo. I'm thinking of voodoo. No. This whole time I've been thinking about these voodoo, voodoo tribes. <laughs> no, you haven't. Well, they have the teeth necklace. and That is true. They don't have the earrings, though. And they ain't getting married. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, that's, they're always playing with dolls. <laughs> <laughs> voodoo dolls. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was just trying to leave you in some silence for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yep. It looks like we're coming up on the hour. Are we really? Yeah. Oh, that went fast. We're like fucking, we are talking machines. Yeah, we really are. Yeah. just And we sure do enjoy ourselves. And if there are lulls, hey, you know what? Know what I've found out from a half a dozen people on Twitter? They enjoy us too. They enjoy the lulls? They enjoy all of them. That's, that's <laughs> the key. A lot of people love all lulls. The pregnant pauses, it's the key to a lot. Tig, Todd Berry, this podcast, we're, we promise oh. pauses. Yeah. You And they're funny. I used to talk a mile a minute. I thought you had to fill every moment with words. I bet. And then I, guess, I watch Tig, and I'm like, wow, she uses silence and gets uh, during jokes. And it gets it was it was important for me to discover. Well, yeah, it's a sign of confidence. It's timing. It's timing means you can be slow too. I think I always thought timing was like you got to fill all the time with words. And really ding the last word, throw yeah. your elbow out. I That's what I do. I go, I, and then I wink, and I I do a kind of get a load of this guy, thumb to the side. Always. Yeah, and there's no one there. It's <laughs> just the invisible guy on stage with you. <laughs> My idea guy. This guy. <laughs> Over here, am I right? <laughs> oh, God. That's fun, though. Um, what, should our, what should our parting thought be? Well... Um, Do you uh, miss the car? Sometimes. I miss the idea of what we had in the <laughs> beginning. I went to the airport, and I was just talking to the Uber driver, and he said, it's so interesting here to watch all these people coming and going. You don't know where they're going, what their story is. And I'm like, I had a podcast where we." I told him about it. He's like, I thought about doing that. Oh, did he, he really? Like a, yeah, he was like, he probably is now. I'm That's, like, do it. Go ahead and do it. Also. But it was horrible to be at the airport. It always was. It brought me, you know, I wasn't comedically filled with grief. It was hard to orchestrate. Neither of us looked forward to it. It sucked. Someone was going to die. It sucked. But I, it was, the concept was was a fun thing to act out. Yeah. Uh, and it kept topics rolling by us mm-hmm. so like literally or we were rolling by them yeah we were rolling by them but uh but i don't know there's something about a studio like us doing it in the studio that i enjoy equally in a different way mm-hmm. and i think that uh the the subject matter is better and we feel professional i feel like uh you know i'm following my dad was a dj you know that's right radio guy yeah yeah You've Feel inherited like, this. This feels professional. Yeah, this is... No, what felt unprofessional? What? Uh, being in an 08 Honda Accord, almost killing people. Not professional to kill your guests. Wait, is yours is an 08 too? Yeah, I'm an 08. Uh. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, that, the, on, just on the heels of saying we're professionals. <laughs> Karen burps into the mic. <laughs> I just thought it would be a nice bookend. I mean, what is this? Howard Stern? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You just decide that from then on. This is what we're going to do from now on. We're Howard Stern now. We're Howard Stern now. Thank you for listening to Howard Stern's Comedy Hour. I can't do it again. I don't want to force it. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Really, that was your opportunity. Fine. (laughs) We're still doing it. Yeah, we can't be Howard Stern if I can't burp twice in a row. Mm -mm, That's that's the key to good broadcasting. That is. I have nothing to plug. Uh, I don't think I have anything to plug either. I have shows. By the time this airs, they'll they'll be done. What are we going to put this up next week? Sure. While you're gone. Sure. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Um, I guess. What What would I plug? I guess I'm going to plug mm-hmm. positivity. I like it. Okay. I like it. I'm going to try it, I guess. And I'm going to plug productivity. 
Whoa. Positivity and productivity in 2017. They meet together in two hands, shaking each other in a rainbow of success. I like, we already have a logo. Ding, ding, ding. If you're an artist and you, the, you not you, Chris, but because you're busy, but if you're an <laughs> artist and you hear those words and you see a vision, let's see it. Yeah. Positivity Pos- and productivity, 2017. Ding. I, do you like how I'm writing off the rest of this goddamn year? <laughs> It's August. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on, 2017. <laughs> 2016 sucked. <laughs> nah, it was good. Good year for me. It was pretty good. I mean, you know what I realized in 2016? Things can be terribly bad, but they're still never as bad as I think they are. Yeah. What? It's No, it's always worse around the corner is what you're saying. <laughs> no. That <laughs> <laughs> I have a... I have a uh, I'm a catastrophic thinker. Yeah, me too. So if one thing goes bad, then it's just like, well, I'm going to get arrested. That's what I think about everything. Oh, you're just hungry. (laughs) You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N-A-R. Hong Kong. Oh, man, we blew it. (laughs) (laughs) Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim Give us a time and date Terminal and gate We wanna send you off in style We wanna welcome you back home Tell us all about it Were you scared or was it fine? Mouth horn Uh, with Karen and Chris.